All right, welcome back to another episode of Stream of Thought. And we start out, as always, with the technical difficulties and the challenges that it takes to make this podcast actually work. And then we transition really quickly into something that's near and dear to my heart, ministry experiences that I had as a child, going all the way to the frustrations that I'm dealing with right now in this very moment. And speaking of childhood experiences, we touch a little bit on Halloween. Ooh. Rix and I talk a little bit about the different outfits that we wore growing up as children, some of the characters that we were, and just the fun with that. And then we transition into the 2009 camping trip. What a debacle that was. Something that I truly enjoyed. Not so much Rick's. Why? You'll just have to listen and find out. So with that being said... On this episode of Stream of Thought 130, we hope you enjoy. <laughs> Nothing changes for me. I can still see you just fine. <laughs> I love... You know what that picture looks like? That that's the go fuck yourself picture. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, love, that's pretty much what. It's, I yeah. love how you just logged off, and now there's a default picture of you just smiling, <laughs> smiling <laughs> yep. at me. That's that's how it's gonna be. All <laughs> right then. Two can two can two can play at this game. I guess Though, so. Although you have you have to tell me why it is that we're not using Facebook because your okay, video works yes. right there. Yes. Okay. No, okay. So I explained this, but I, I um, when I was talking and trying to figure it out, I had shut out the Zoom meeting, and so I realized you weren't listening to anything I was saying. So here is the issue on my end, so that everybody knows. All right, I'm going to lay the foundation here. I have a Apple laptop, which is just to look up the details, going clicking on the Apple about this Mac. This is a 13-inch model that is late 2008. So this came out sometime between the summer and fall of 2008, I think is when this was made. So we are almost going on near 12 years. Now, if you do the math and technology, it may as well be from 50 years ago. You know, so... Oh, absolutely. I'm surprised it still functions. So when we started... Everything worked great. And then shortly after we rebooted the stream of thought, the camera stopped working for some reason. And I was trying to troubleshoot, trying to figure out what the fuck was going on. And before I could even go to the Apple store, you know, when people were still working at stores before this whole pandemic, it just started working again. I think I just, I think I just restarted my computer or something like that. Right. And the, and the camera started working again. And then just recently, the camera stopped working. What the fuck? Mm -hmm. So the camera stopped working on Facebook, but for some reason last week, it worked through Zoom. Now, in between the last time we recorded and yesterday, the camera decided to just stop working altogether. So when my mom and I and my brother and sister were trying to do a Zoom meeting Yesterday for Mother's Day, the Zoom camera, my camera was not working at all. Not on Facebook, not on Zoom. And so I just switched over to my laptop that I have now for trading, my Windows 
laptop by HP, and I used that yesterday for the Zoom meeting. And I used that just, you know, 40 minutes ago when we tried to get this whole thing started, I was using that. But the problem with the Windows laptop, even though the camera functions, is that the fans in the computer are way too loud when you're recording. The fan, it's so obvious. It's way too loud. And mm -hmm. so that camera, we can't use it. I mean, I could try and do some Frankenstein thing like what you're doing on your end where I use the HP laptop for video. And uh, I don't know. It just doesn't work. And on top of that... Well, but, I, but Facebook, we were just on Facebook chat. That was on the late... That, we, we were just on Facebook chat. I know. Okay. That was on the HP. Anytime you saw my face, that was through the HP computer. And so the HP computer is too loud. And the other thing that I almost thought I had a problem with was my Apple headphones don't fit in the HP audio port because... And I'm trying to about. I was about to pull this up to the camera. And remember, you can't see because it's got. I don't know what they're called, but there's like three rings that go around the. I don't know what it is. The little metal thing that goes into the port. There's three rings on Apple headphones, and before it became the Lightning port, mm -hmm. and so now I have head. I forgot I had headphones that only have two, which are like standard. Anyway, what whatever. Let <laughs> that's that's me. And it sucks too that you can't really do any so any sort of the basic uh, repairs or take it to the Apple stores, crap like that just to get it. I fixed. know, and I know, and the thing is too, even if, let's say, if I were an employee at the Apple store and I came in, I would just tell myself, "Bro, just get a new laptop. This is way too old. Like, why are we mm -hmm. trying to fix this? You know, like why, like why are you trying to hold on to your forty-year-old?" 1982 Toyota, just buy a new car, you know, bro, <laughs> just get a new one. Yeah. Well, I mean, I can appreciate, I can fully appreciate the desire to just use something until it literally just does not function anymore. And I, I don't, I, I know we've talked about this before. I don't know if we talked about this in particular, but the problem is when you have something and it's not operating, it, do, it doesn't operate at a hundred percent, but it still works. It still works, yep. And you're like, hey, it still operates at 90%. This is great. And then slowly over time, the lack of its function becomes normal. So now all of a sudden you're using a computer, let's say, that you know your, your zombie Frankenstein computer slowly over time has degraded that you don't even realize how much it's degraded until you take a step back and be like, whoa, I definitely need a computer, a new computer – why have I been putting up with this the whole time? Uh, yeah, I definitely noticed it was degrading, especially, and this was all the way back when we were doing straight up and I was doing the video editing, mm -hmm. then after that too, where it got to a point where it just took forever to try and render a, a video. Granted, they were higher quality videos, mm -hmm. but I mean, and then it got to a point recently, like right before it totally died, that... Yeah, it would it would just buffer. It would it would the CPU would be at a hundred percent for like forty five minutes straight. It wouldn't be able to do anything, not not even access the internet. So, wow. yeah, I mean i I should have I should have uh, had a little more foresight because it's still going to be another month before I get my my new HP, and 
all I have right now to work off of is this Chromebook, and I'm I'm kind of pushing this thing, this this little little buddy here, uh, probably a little bit harder than I than I should be. I'm because it's my main computer now, and I can already tell there are certain things in my increased usage where I'm starting to notice it is having some effect, very minimal, but I'm starting to notice. Like the Chromebook isn't meant to be used as, to, as a computer for like eight to 10 hours a day? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> That's pretty much what it is. Well, and then two, I uh, I hook it up to my, my TV with the HDMI cord. Mm -hmm. So it's, on, it's, it's running two screens, two separate screens. <laughs> at the same time so uh -huh. normally i'll have like a video or news or stuff stuff up up on that big tv and then here i'll just be doing my other so work. you're really working um, it <laughs> you know when in when in quarantine yeah <laughs> yeah so this little eight this little chromebook is not a was not designed for the amount of work oh, that yeah. you are giving it i know i know i just hope it lasts another another month because i literally don't know what i'll do i guess i have my phone but yeah i'd rather not have to use that for for all of my uh correspondence and stuff like that i can if i have to but i'm running out of electronic devices to, to abuse right now that's how i felt so. when i was for that month time frame that i was really into words with friends recently where like <laughs> my phone would be at 100 percent at the beginning of the day and then at the end of the day it would be at like 20 percent and I remember this did not used to happen. My phone, I would I would charge it every three or four days. And I was wondering like, oh no, if I, is it because I'm playing, if I'm playing so much words with friends, is that going to affect my, is that just affecting my phone right now? Or is that going to affect the battery life down the road if it's having oh. to almost go down all the way in a single day? Oh, totally. I mean, that's absolutely going to be draining your uh, your long-term battery usage good thing i was able to walk away from it Words with i friends, know man. that goes back to that your whole self-control thing that we were talking about last episode where yeah. you just have where you recognize that something's getting out a little hand and you take the steps to be able to make the change that was that <laughs> game that threw off my entire productivity for like almost an entire month because i'd be in the middle oh, of doing sure. something and then it makes a sound that you get a, uh, someone has played a tile and then you just stop everything that you're doing to play a word back and then you're about to go back to doing what you're doing and then they played a word back and all of a sudden 45 minutes later, you know, and then you're getting into a new game with someone else. And then, it, and then the annoying thing is that the Words with Friends app, it makes the same sound. It makes it. It's a text message sound. I think when it's just like wants to give you a notification, like "Hey, we have this new feature," or "Hey, you should do this." It's like that. I don't care about. Just inform me when somebody has played a word. But right. Yeah. So so including including the words being played, you were also getting like notifications. Yeah. Like from the game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's why. That's why the only notifications that I have on are are for text and phone. Um, that'll like pop up. I think there's something else too, but I had, I had tried that for a little bit with Facebook turning on the notifications, but since I'm a part of like four different groups and f four or five different groups and half of them just love sharing their feelings and emotions that I'd just be getting spammed and flooded. My, that little bell thing up at the top of mm -hmm. uh, Facebook always has at least two dozen messages every time that I go on. And I only go on once or twice a day at the most. So yeah, it's just not worth it's not worth the hassle, especially yeah, when it comes to getting an overload of messages that really have no relevance. 
to what you're doing. Oh my gosh, tell me about it. Yeah, I deleted that Facebook app several months ago. I don't know. It may. It may. Oh, have you been, did. It, the I deleted the Facebook app from my phone. I don't know if it's been several months or if it's been a year. It's been probably at least a year. I don't know. I can't believe it's already May. So I did it definitely before Thanksgiving. I know that. I don't know. It's been a long well, time. Yeah. And I know I've bitched about this uh, before. I can't remember when. But just how the only way that we communicate is through Facebook for the church. And so, like, that's so stupid. That's so fucking stupid. <laughs> I mean, that, it just, that still gets under my craw. That is very strange still. That a professional organization communicate through Facebook. Totally. I know. It, it, it's so unprofessional. I mean, I just, I can't get over it. And at, and on top of that, too, I'm getting all these random requests from people who know other clergy within the, the wider uh, progressive Catholic church movement. Mm-hmm. So I'm just getting random things where, you know, where it shows the mutual friends mm-hmm. or whatever. Right. It'll be like three or four mutual friends are people I've never met before, but for some reason I accepted them to be friends on Facebook. So now suddenly everyone's just kind of glomming on. And so now like, the three or four friends that they just happen to know is random three or four people are now – Facebook is now asking you to know their people that they randomly know to build dude, the web, it, the Facebook it's web. A, it's a daisy chain of shit. Yeah. <laughs> I recently got a friend request from someone from high school who I recognized, but I was like – Bro, I, I don't know, man. I'm just like, dude, I don't think I've ever spoken to you ever in high school. Like, I know you, I know I recognize you, but it's just one of those few instances where we never communicated one word to one another. And I'm not, ex- I'm not accepting this, you know, delete request. And, and my, my philosophy is why, why would you friend someone on any social media platform if you don't have interaction or contact with them? I don't know. It, or I, the only, I, I don't know. I'm not trying to, I mean, well, out. okay. So, so half of, half of it is like the okay boomer thing where a lot of these, for me anyway, a lot of the clergy yeah. are in that age range. And so for them, like social media is this new fad and fangle and they just want to ha- show everyone how many friends and connections that they have. Yeah. And, uh, then you look on, there was this one dude who I was helping a couple of months ago or Try, just giving him some preliminary advice, but he wanted to start up his own uh, podcast or YouTube channel or something like that, and <laughs> he he was just so excited to talk to me because I was doing all the stuff with um, the church and then with this, and so, you know, I don't post a lot on social media, but my presence is kind of integrated there, and Joe talks a lot about that. So we end up uh, sitting down and, and chatting, and... This dude is, uh, I forget what his issue was, but just didn't really know how to do it. And he was like, well, <laughs> well, I can't really pay you anything because I don't really have any money. And, but we can go in on partners, so whatever the success is in the future, we can we can split that. And it'd be uh, great to have that partnership. The first thing that cross, crosses my mind, first of all, is hell no, that is not going to happen ever. And the second thing that happened, or that crossed my mind, was that this just... It rings of Ray. I mean, really, at like okay. a, a douchebag drywall doctor, um, and I'm just like I've I've had that experience once before. The stuff I'm doing right now is with long term friends, so I'm not really worried about getting screwed over mm-hmm. if uh, it takes off and stuff like that. But that's just people's natural tendency. And so he was saying, "Well, I've 
been really, really active in the past uh, three months or so. I, I post pretty much every day. And so I just want to get on a different platform and, and figure out how to do that. And so I asked him, oh, okay, so what's your what's your network look like? How, how big is your network? He's like, well, on Facebook, I'm friends with uh, 2,000 people. And on LinkedIn, I'm, I'm friends with or uh, connected with uh, another 2,000 people. And then he was just listing this off. He's like, so in all, probably about 8,000 to 10,000 people who uh, I, I had connections with. I'm like, oh, that's a lot of people. That's really interesting. And I asked him, can, can you show me? the stuff that you've been posting. And it's one of those things where every single day, you know, those stupid, uh, they're not gifs, but it's just a, like a colorful box with word, like yes. inspirational words yes, or something yes, like that. Yes, yes. Where they just pop up. It's like, what the fuck? Like, and so that's all he was doing. And I was looking for somebody who had something like 8,000 to 10,000 connections. He was getting one to two views and no likes at all. He wasn't even liking his own stuff. And I'm like, oh, that's a warning sign right there. Mm-hmm. That's not that's not good. Because uh, either you're, I mean, really the only thing I can think of is that you have caused enough people to block your posts from showing up on your timeline that no one wants to have anything to do with you because they're just annoyed with how you're spamming their feed. Exactly. <laughs> and it's like, that's not somebody who I want to work with. Even if he could pay me, that's not something. So wait, I how did this person come across, this person contacted you through Facebook he, or how did they? I, so I, I think it was that he's part of the white collar support group that I'm a part of. Uh, and he reached out to Joe who then passed his message along, and it, w- it was totally random. I've never met him before. But he personally um, knows Joe, or he only knows Joe through the internet? He Yes, he only knows Joe through the <laughs> okay. internet. He, he lives in, like, I think he lives in California, okay. actually. Arizona, California, somewhere out west. And, yeah, it was just, like, what the hell? I mean, you could tell he just had no clue what to do. So, I mean, I just gave him a basic like layout uh nothing nothing too complicated but just went over some basic points as to ways for people to be in more engaged with social media without actually having to spend too much time or energy um free labor give you know telling him point by point what was to do because i I got i gotta get something for that i'm not gonna i'm gonna not gonna do that pro bono anymore yeah Um, which is which is actually interesting too because now i'm helping with uh uh lily and daniel at, mm-hmm. at her church in uh, Dubuque, Iowa. I don't know. Did I mention that before to you? Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. What do you? I don't think Lillian? so. Well, uh, so she has been starting now because Iowa actually didn't lock down, so she's been able to preach her sermons in a, in church every Sunday. There's no congregation, but it's not locked down, so she has the ability to have the ambiance and stuff. So she's been starting to do these. Uh, Obviously, in addition to the Sunday sermon, she's doing like a midweek reflection where she just goes around to interesting areas of the church and just gives a little three to five minute uh, little chat and post that up there. And she had reached out to me uh, a couple of weeks ago where she had said something to the extent of, uh, hey, so if you can help me in any way, that'd be great. So now I'm I'm helping her set up. We're doing like biweekly meetings where we just meet for about an hour or something and I, I walk them through and that's the great thing about zoom as well is that you can share your screen 
Mm-hmm. So yeah. the first time I shared my screen and just went through like the straight up channel showing how the YouTube uh, Creator Studio layout works, stuff like that. And then uh, this past week I had, actually I had Lillian and uh, her secretary, who's also on the call, show me their screen and, and I walked them through that so they could get that physical stuff. But that's something too where Lillian's like, yeah... I don't really expect this to ever make any money, but if it does, uh, we can definitely do 50-50 on that. That's fine with me. And I mean, I've known her basically my entire life. So I know. So I was just I was just thinking right now while you were explaining this stuff. It's like, oh man, how long has Rick's known Lillian? And I was like, well, I remember going to her house when we were like 17 to help her move boxes because they were moving into mm-hmm. another house. It's like, well, he's Yep. Definitely known her before. That was like, damn, that's a long time. Yeah, I think I, I think she came to the church when I was, um, I think I was twelve, eleven or twelve. Wow. So, uh, yeah, dude, almost two decades. Wow, so, that's yeah, pretty we, much twenty years. Call it twenty years. Damn. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. And we still we still talk. I mean, we we uh, socially will talk. Maybe I mean we didn't. We went about six months without talking um, recently, but now we're talking about once a month or something. But we'll we'll talk like late into the night. We'll both be having like a glass of wine or something and just talk for like yeah, two, two, two and a half hours or something. Before you had a you guys had a club. I remember the name, but I won't say the name unless you want oh, to. Oh, you can you can totally say that. Well, yeah, was I, it was I, it the the shitty ministers the shitty club? Minister, <laughs> shitty ministers club. Shitty ministers club. And apparently, there's a couple of other people out there that she has not introduced me to yet. That are also members of this. <laughs> oh man. So yeah, we all we all share a very special bond in that regard. That too, is very funny. Well, the crazy part about that whole relationship, too, and I'm talking a lot, so I'm going to stop talking after this, but the crazy part about our relationship is that the same time that I was resigning from my ministry and going through all my legal issues, she was also getting forced out of First Congregational at mm-hmm. the exact same time. And so the overlap was oh, probably... Oh, okay. I couldn't was, remember if it was the exact same time or if it was staggered or completely separate. I think we both ended up resigning within a week of each other. Wow. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So, we, uh, I would, and that was back when she was still living in Glen Ellen, so, and she was, she was quarantined in her house, she was told by the church that she couldn't have any interactions with, uh, parishioners, but she lives, like, two blocks from the church. How are you not going to come across somebody if you're outside walking, stuff like that? So, basically, she spent about, it was, like, a four-month process or something like that, and she had more or less quarantined herself in her house and wouldn't go to any of the grocery stores nearby, would travel like 20 minutes away so that she wouldn't happen to run across people, but she always did. And wow. yeah, it was, uh, and she was telling me the story about when she was, oh, I think it was right after she had resigned and church led out. And so she didn't get to resign in person. She had to write a letter that was read out. And so the service ends and there's like, a horde of parishioners that are very upset that she resigned, like, run over to her house, like, two blocks away. And so she has to, like, close her blinds and, like, like lock the door, but then they're knocking on the door, and so then she just gets in her car and takes off. Did they not know <laughs> why she had... Did they not know why she had to resign? They were very vague about it. Um, so they... I think anybody who was a part of the church probably knew um, some of the more intense details, right, right. but... 
most people. So they didn't know shit. They would. didn't know. They didn't know shit. Otherwise, they wouldn't have gone to her house and knock on the door and be like, "What's going on?" You know. Exactly. Right. But they, <laughs> she just she jumped was, in the car and just bolted. Bolted. Yeah. <laughs> so that's awesome. Uh, Gosh. Yeah, she, she definitely had it much rougher than I did because she had just gotten divorced. I think it was like uh, two years earlier. Oh, so, okay. And so her kids were, I think, splitting time between her. They were still in high school too, so I think they were splitting time between <laughs> their, still, their dad and her. So. I still remember. <laughs> I still remember plugging in the computers for her kids, thinking this was not. Oh my god! I, remember, I totally forgot about. I that. remember plugging in the computers and trying to get it to work, and thinking like this was not a part of the agreement. <laughs> a part of the agreement. Because <laughs> if I remember correctly, for some reason, I don't. In my unless I'm making this up, in my head I'm thinking it wasn't as easy as it should have been. No, it was it was a nightmare. I remember me feeling personally very frustrated because like you had to climb under the desk and yeah, like hook in all the real cords and stuff. It was just awkward. I was gonna say, and then I remember her son. I think was like standing there like, oh, you should try this or you should try that. And at the time, I don't know how old he was, 12 years old or something. Yep. And I'm something just, like and just being 17 and having this 11 or 12 year old, like make suggestions and tell you what to do. When you're a teenager, you've got an ego still. So you're like, yeah, bro, I got this. I know how to plug stuff into a wall. <laughs> I remember that very clearly. <laughs> I do. Because I was like in 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 the shadow of my memory, I was like, yeah, I can still I can still remember him like standing over me. But it's one of those things where did that actually happen? But yeah, you know, now that you're saying <laughs> it, it's all it's all coming back. It's all coming back. But then we had pizza afterwards. Now it's all good. Right. Yes, I remember. She had she had uh, paid us in pizza. Yeah, that was cool. Um, I I babysat her kids too a couple of times. That's dude. That's so crazy. That was so long ago. That was the same summer. Oh, I was, I definitely remember being, I just remember being 17 when that happened, and I was, that would have been, oh no, that would have been two years later, never mind. I was thinking of the summer when the cicadas came out. Oh, right! I Were was, we in college at that point? Yeah, that was after our first year of college, so we would have been okay. 19. Yeah, because the thing, when we did the thing <sighs> at Lillian's, that was either, maybe we were 18, that was either the, like... I think we were juniors. Okay, I, we I didn't. I, yeah, we were still in high school then. Yeah, yeah, that was like the summer right after junior year, I think. Junior right, year, right? Yeah, between junior and senior. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I want to get your your because I'm out in the world now working, and mm. I know you just keep yourself at home. But this is, believe it or not, this is a common occurrence where I'm at work, and luckily I've never had to really like deal with it. I just hear this from other people. Where I'm at work, and people get upset when you tell them you're not allowed in the store without a mask. Or they have their mask hanging down, you're like, can you please cover your nose? And they make a big deal out of it. It's like, do you Uh not see the rest of the city wearing masks? Like, what makes you think you're so special? And it's strange that this probably happens... A couple times a week where you ask someone to put a mask on or they're not allowed in the store without their mask and they look at you like it's this huge inconvenience and like it's your – like they're angry at you. Like you're the one that made the rule that everyone has to wear a mask. And the other day – yesterday this happened. I didn't know this. 
this got brought to my attention later when a customer called the store and was like, hey, I just thought it was really awkward that this happened. And I was like, I'm so sorry. I didn't even know that happened. But I guess two customers got into it. Like one guy was like, hey, you know, you should be wearing a mask. And the guy, the other guy's response was pretty much like, yeah, why don't you come over here and make me? And that, <laughs> oh and God. the customer on the phone telling me the story was like, yeah, the guy was being nice, but the other customer was just being, you know, uh, he was kind of being a tool and an asshole about it. And then I talked to the people in the front like, hey, this cut, this person talked to me on the phone like what happened and they're like oh yeah the one guy was just saying like hey you should wear a mask and the other guy was like wanted about ready to start a fight i'm just trying to Mm -hmm. think like what is it about you that you're about you want to fight somebody who's just saying hey you should probably wear a mask bro people are getting shot I heard and about that. That's what the lady on the phone says. She's like, yeah, this to- lady, the lady on the phone was like, yeah, someone got shot at McDonald's the other day because they didn't want to wear or some, some yeah, altercation two, with two the whole em- mask. Two employees were murdered because they told him that he couldn't come in unless he had a face mask. And so he shot them to death. That is so fucking crazy. Bro, it's, it's happened. Like, it's happening in the news. Um, I don't think it's super common, but the anger that a lot of people are feeling for being told to be responsible is just, it's absurd. It's all over the place. Like what you're experiencing is I think what most people are experiencing in stores where they have those requirements is that you have, and it's interesting. It's actually kind of becoming a political thing because Trump is saying you shouldn't have to wear masks. Don't worry about it. You know, people, um, people will perceive you as weak or something like that if you're wearing a mask. And so just to let you know, I just rolled my eyes real hard right there. I could see it through your (laughs) screen. Spidey sense tingling. Spidey sense tingling. Right. Yeah. So anyway, it's it's become a political. That explains that explains everything. Say no more. I didn't know that Trump is saying don't wear a mask or you shouldn't have to blah, blah, blah. Yes. That explains fucking everything. So expect plenty of that, but basically it's an indicator of, of what your political affiliation is if you're not wearing a mask. If you are wearing a mask, um, I think it I'll, I'll, most people, it's, I would say probably 70, 70% of people respect that, um, but then there's that 30% that when, when they don't, they are, they are Trumpians, um, more or less. And so they're going to be aggressive, they're going to be hostile, they're going to be angry, and uh, they could shoot you. <laughs> so have fun with that. Dude, what's up with... Uh... Dude, I'm sure you've heard the two guys that killed the like the oh, black teenager, the Georgia, young adult who was slang. who was jogging. Mm-hmm. My goodness. Did you see their Did you see their pictures? Their mugshots? I did not see the mugshots. No. They fucking look like white supremacists. Really? Like straight up. Picture the the most stereotypical white supremacist, other than having like a Confederate flag or a Nazi tattoo, um, like. They got the beard, bigger, like, husky guys with the the red, the flaming red beard. And then the, the old guy also had, like, a grizzled old beard and just had a very angry look about them. We're, we are... And then you got all the protests, too, where you got the armed militia groups coming out to the anti-lockdown protests that are going on in some states right mm-hmm. now. Yeah. Like, bring in AR-15s and assault rifles and stuff like that to these gatherings um, to just try and intimidate people. And, of course, not wearing masks, either, so... It's a fun world we're living in. I don't, I, has, has the world always been this fucked up or we're just now noticing because we're adults and we are exposed to this every day? 
now it's definitely more fucked up than it ever was because everyone lives on the internet and on the internet you can make your own reality so people are embracing that and creating their own alternative reality that they get to live in so no it's definitely worse than it has ever been i remember i think it was back in was it junior high or yeah uh, junior high or elementary school where we had a mock presidential election when um bill clinton was running against george h oh my gosh i remember that that wasn't you do remember that That, yeah because that was the first time oh no you know what no we did sorry this would have been the next the following presidential election you're right it it was the following presidential election because we would have been been too young for elementary school yeah like only 1990 it would have been 1996 which would put us yeah middle school or or fifth grade or something like that i think middle school but um that was the first time i heard uh someone say you're voting for a democrat and because I had said, well, I didn't know anything about politics at that point. My my parents were super apolitical, never really informed me of mm-hmm. the differences. And that was the first time I, I'm like, what's a Democrat? <laughs> He's like, well, the Republicans are, are the good people and the Democrats are the bad people. And that was the first time I was like, what, what's a Democrat? What's a Republican? Well, I don't understand yeah. what you're saying right now. But yeah, that was, that's a very visceral memory that I had because that was the first time that I'd been exposed to... to um, even casual politics. I just remember in, I think it was 92, my first memory of politics. I, I just remember my dad being a fan of Ross Perot. Oh, my dad voted for Ross Perot. Yeah. And I remember growing up, I know they did it on, do you remember the show? Or maybe not. Did you have cable growing up? We didn't we still don't have cable. We didn't get cable until I was like maybe nine years old. But I remember the sketch show All That would do sketches making fun of Ross Perot too. Okay. Yeah, I've never heard of that. What? You never heard of all that? Oh my gosh. No. I guess you Why would. should I? I know. I it's just I don't know. It's one of those What about Are You Afraid of the Dark? Yes, and the only reason I know that is because my grandmother had uh, VHS tapes of Are You Afraid in the Dark, like two two or three episodes on a VHS tape. Uh-huh. And we would When we slept over at her her house, we would watch those sometimes. Randomly, a fuse went out in my apartment on Saturday, I think it was. Mm-hmm. And so, and this, the same fuse went out once before a long time ago. And my landlord showed me the fuse box and showed me which one to push, but I can't remember which one it was, so I just started pressing all of them. And it's still... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's the the best course of action, is just flip all the switches. Yeah, and so it still doesn't work. And now I'm thinking, crap, does the fuse need to be replaced because my stove doesn't turn on? And the weird thing is this. (laughs) Because my stove is electric. Yeah. And so... The the so get this right the lights uh-huh. in my bathroom don't turn on, the microwave doesn't turn on, and the stove doesn't turn on. Those are the like th- right now, currently. Yes, but oh. if I take the stove and I pretend to turn it on, like I go from off to high or medium, but if I if I turn the stove on, if I turn the knob, the microfo- the microphone. The microwave 
will turn on, but the stove will still be off. So if I want to oh, use the weird. microwave, I have to turn the dial on the stove, and then the microwave makes a beep sound and turns on. Okay, yeah, something happened. But that's <laughs> what did, happened before. That's what happened before. I told my landlord, and I was like, this is really weird. He's like, hmm, that is strange. Let's go to the fuse box. I'll show you. And all I remember when I went to the fuse box, when we did it, there's like, there. it says my apartment number. But I remember last time, for some reason, when we hit that fuse, it didn't work. Like, it was another one that was either unmarked or something like that. But it was – I went through the first the first half of the fuses. So that 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, 12. So, like, 24 fuses I went through, the top half. And I know, oh it's, I know it's somewhere in the top half. It's not the bottom half. So Wait, there's, I, more, there's more than 24 fuses? I mean, this is for the whole building. Oh, oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, apartment six, I don't know if your TV is going to turn off right now. We'll <laughs> find out. And then you have got, yeah, <laughs> right. I just turn it off and turn it back on. Oh my God. You probably ruined so many people's days by doing that. No, because I did this mostly at night when mostly <laughs> when people were sleeping because I didn't want to screw anything up with anybody. But right. Well, unless they had, like, an alarm set, they had an old-school alarm clock, and then you turn off their power and turn it back on, suddenly, nope, no alarm. Yeah, well, I guess that's what happens. They're just <laughs> oh, casualties. <laughs> casualties. You're so benevolent. Speaking of casualties, my hair is... It's not as long as it's been before, but it's getting to that point right now where I have very, like, pliable hair, mm-hmm. so, like, I can just go yeah. up like that. I will wake up with the weirdest hairdo, just where there's, like, I guess I sleep on a side or roll in a certain position. So I'll have, like, like a just straight-up uh, <laughs> like recta- rectangle head when I wake yeah. up in the morning. It's like, my hair is too long. It shouldn't, it shouldn't be doing that. <laughs> What's the longest your hair's been? Oh, that was back in uh, junior high, when I, when, back when I had the rat tail. My hair got so long that it... Uh, when I put on my football helmet, mm-hmm. it came down and kind of covered my eyes. Oh, okay. So yeah, it it pretty long. It's getting close there right now. Couple, it's like a half an inch from my eye right now. If I mat it down, but yeah, that's the only reason that I remember it being as long as it was because it would like half blind me while I was trying to play football. So I think I ended up getting shorter hair towards the end of junior high and into high school. You should grow but, it out. Just grow it out. Now is the dude, time. I... Now is the time, man. I, I don't have hair like yours. You have very, um, I don't know, hair that's conducive to getting long, I feel like, where you can just put it up in the... Whereas me, it just... I mean, even my fucking neck, I don't know if you can... Yeah, everybody has see, an awkward... Just, everybody has an awkward phase when the hair is growing out. My hair, it, especially in the back, just kind of... It, it looks pretty grody if it ends up growing out. I don't think I'd ever be able to pull off a... Because I got the natural cowlick, so I don't think it's going to be able to be conducive to long hair. Um, the you, can't, great, you can't really, like, wrap it around. The great thing is that you don't have to do a thing but just not get a haircut. You know? It's not like you have to put any effort yeah, into it. No, totally. Other other than the fact that uh, I have to preach every week, and so I have to worry about my hair poofing out after I take a shower. And, Yeah. If there's heat or you know, use uh, or whatever, just use some type of 
product and comb it. Do a comb over, you know? A comb over? Well, like not not like a comb, not like a comb, <laughs> not like a comb over like someone's going bald, but just like take the take part of it and just kind of comb it off to the side a little bit. Well, it's not so much that it's it's the outside here that just goes out like that. Yeah, see when the gr- when the hair grows longer, that won't be so puffy, but it does look pretty. <laughs> yeah, you do look I feel like a I'm wearing ridiculous. like a crown of thorns or something like that when I do that. Do that. Just do it. <laughs> yeah. You can. You can change your whole look. You can. Yeah, dude. You can. Oh, man. Do it. Dude, I could totally. I could actually. No. You could 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 create a a character. character. Yes. I could totally play a character. Oh, man. That's great. That's great. Yeah, you should see. You should see some of the weird designs when I wake up that my hair has decided to, to mold itself into. So it's it's it like it's like a triangle. It feels like the hair just makes everything in my head look like a freaking mm-hmm. yeah i don't know looks like i'm kind of wearing a a crown of a crown of thorns you got it you could do it and then you can oh, yeah dude change cr- dude create an alter ego <laughs> and you can call him i have i have i have thought about and that. you can call him you can call him rick and rick, rick? has hair he has his hairstyle is whatever it is when he wakes up, and then, you know, you can you can wear some type of I don't know what shirt you would wear, but you can wear like torn up jeans, wear some <laughs> wear some like <laughs> punk, a, a punk rock t shirt or something. Oh li- yeah, yeah, you can yeah wear like a punk rock t or just any rock t shirt, some and some <laughs> uh, torn up jeans. In some boots. Act, act a little, act a little crazy. Act a little crazy. Crazy out there. Yeah, you know, totally. forego any manners that you think you would use. <laughs> so that, that that would be an alter ego, then. Yeah. What's what was what's your uh, what's your uh, mom's first name? Michelle. Michelle. That's right. Uh, so then you know, since hey Michelle, give me the salt. <laughs> oh yeah. I don't that, like that your tone, Rick. Quarantine. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> yeah. I don't like your tone, Rick. I don't like yours. <laughs> Talk I, I back. Already, I, Give some sass back. Just a little bit of, just a little bit of tude to keep things interesting <laughs> during quarantine. And then you guys, in 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 the future, you guys can all have a laugh, and your your mom and dad can be like, "Hey, remember when we were doing that thing, quarantine?" And Rick took over. Yeah, Rick. What's up? What's Rick up to these days, Ricks? And then you can say, you know, Rick. He died a long time ago. He died in a horrible motorcycle yeah. accident. Yeah. <laughs> Not wearing a helmet. Or you can say, like, you guys, because it messed know, up his hair. There was this. Yeah. There was a battle. There was an. There was an inner battle for control. Right. And you came out on top. And Rick. Oh, that is that, that... subservient and serves you when you need him to come out. Maybe he can be your alter ego like when you go out to the bars. Rick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. So I go, I go out to the bars with my hair like that. Yeah. And <laughs> that, a leather jacket. A right there. And get a leather jacket. Dude, I got like two leather jackets. I'm, I'm covered there. No, but get like a leather jacket that says, you know, that you're a badass. Like a motorcycle. Sons of Anarchy like, or something. Like a motorcycle leather jacket. Yeah. <laughs> I have one of those. Do you Bro, really? I, I used to have so many. I used to only wear leather jackets back in the day. Were they what leather? Black or brown or both? 
Yeah. I, I had, I think I had two black, one brown. One of them, one of them was like the loose sleeves or whatever. Um, one of them was like the, the more motorcycle, like mm-hmm. brown, uh, motorcycle type jacket. Uh, and then I forget the other one was more of like a trench coat type jacket. Okay. And I had a Halloween leather. What's Halloween back in, leather? Back in high school. Halloween leather? No, it was a Halloween <laughs> costume. It, it was for the Matrix. It was a, it was a Matrix jacket. Oh, okay. And you just yeah. continued using it as a regular jacket? No, but every Halloween that I had the opportunity to be in a different place, I'd whip that leather jacket out. Gave me an excuse. Nice. Yeah, I even did that in seminary for one of the Halloweens, Matrix style. Yeah, I have for <laughs> Halloween because I I don't remember the last time I dressed up for Halloween, but I remember growing up. I did sometimes I did face paint and ma- like a mask, but very quickly I think. I think by the time middle school was around, I was like, I really do not enjoy face paint or masks for Halloween. But I never know, like, what to do, and I'm not, it's, I'm kind of whatever about Halloween. Yeah, me too. I will say, my greatest, and I'm interested to hear what your greatest costume that you ever created was. Mine was Old Man Rick's. And this was just a work of art, and I have to say. It was my last year of seminary, and there was, um friend of a uh, the boy uh, the girlfriend of a student who was going to union uh he was a first year mm-hmm. whatever so a couple of years younger than me but she ended up uh helping me out with the like makeup like making my yeah. literally turning my face from a what was i i was like 24 at that time 23 22 mm-hmm. at that time and turned me from a 23 year old into a very overweight uh like 60 year old and it was like there was the baby powder in the hair, so mm-hmm. my hair literally looked gray. And then she drew, she accentuated some of the lines on my face with yeah. um, like eyeline, mm-hmm. whatever. And then had a massive, like a big, big old shirt and stuffed a pillow under there and oriented it in the way that it made it look like I was actually obese. And I walked into the Halloween dance that we were having, and not a person recognized me on first glance. They're just like really? this old guy here, and I was, and I was the uh, treasurer of the student body at the time, and very, and on the sports squad and stuff. I was very well known around campus, mm-hmm. very small campus. Uh, not, not a person recognized me, and uh, I think a couple of said, "Hey, uh, who are you?" or something like that. Uh, where it was like, "Who's this? Who's this fat old guy who's uh, coming in there?" I was like, "My proudest moment." It. Uh, I think that tops any other costume that I did, even the Matrix one. Wow. What about you? Uh, do, you do you have a proud moment? Yeah. So one of my favorite costumes that I did, I was maybe five or six, and my mother had made me a Captain Hook outfit, and my brother was mm. Peter Pan. And this outfit was amazing. It was like she just made it from scratch, and like... Every, it had everything. It had the like the red jacket, the gold, like the gold frill on the um, uh, like where you button it up, you know, or something. And then it had okay, like, yeah, the, and then the, it had like the, yeah. and then it had like the white. I don't know what it is, but it looks like a handkerchief, almost like this white frilly thing that comes out of the uh, that comes out of the coat to make it look like I'm wearing. 
to make it look like I'm wearing like this really nice white old timey undershirt. But really it was just coming out of the sleeve of the coat so I didn't have to wear the undershirt. And I had my mustache that was drawn on. Nice. And then I had the black wig and the hat and the amount of detail was amazing. And I remember, I believe, do you remember in, did you ever see the movie Hook with, uh, with Robin Williams and Dustin Hoffman? I believe so. Uh, it it would have been many, many, many years ago. So uh, do you remember how, like, his thing... And, and this is where I got the idea. that That's why I wanted to be Captain Hook so bad. Not because of the cartoon, but because of the live-action movie that I saw when it came out okay. in 92. Or yeah, whatever. that's ringing a bell. And there's a thing that he does, like, because he's the captain and he's so much better than everyone, he won't walk down the steps. He He walks down the steps, only he, like, hits this thing, and then the steps flip so that... The, the steps flip and on the steps is like carpet or something. <laughs> and I remember like my, I don't, I don't I, remember that. I remember like leaving my house and I, I think my mom had thrown like a towel down on the steps so I could feel like I was walking down the carpet on the steps. Nice. So there's that outfit. And then another really awesome one was Spider-Man. And I love Spider-Man because I got to, my mom made me these gloves because I think, if I remember correctly, I had the outfit and the, I can't remember. I, part of my outfit was from the store, but part of it was made at home. And I just thought it was really cool that my mom had taken gloves, boiled water, added dye, dyed them red, dyed the gloves red, And then had like this special arts and crafts uh, paint that she painted the, to make it look like, no, to make it look like there were, there was like a web going across the hands, you know? Yes. Yeah. So it's because it just would. And and so I thought it was really cool that it wasn't printed on, but like you could feel the glue or the paint on the gloves. That's amazing. I didn't realize, too, that your mom also made uh, Halloween costumes. My yeah. mom, that was like when we were growing up, that's uh, what she did. My brother, he was Wolverine once one year. Uh, my mom made the entire costume, which was just... he. Uh, we ended up going to like a family Halloween party mm-hmm. where they, it was a contest, a Halloween costume contest, and uh, my brother won with the Wolverine really? costume. Really? So, yeah. Yeah, I know. That's... Uh, I mean, that's so that's all awesome to hear. Uh, that when I was Spider Man, awesome. that was the same year that my brother was Wolverine. I think because my brother really? and I always did something. We always did something together. So okay. it was like I'm trying to. I'm going to try and remember as best as I can the chronology going from kindergarten. So oh God. Oh God. it would have been be painful. I was I was Batman. He was Robin. In first grade, we were both Power Rangers. I was a Power Ranger too. Which which colors? I was blue and my brother was red. Okay, I was red. Uh, second grade, I don't know. It may have been the Spider Man thing. Spider Man, Wolverine. Third grade, I was yeah. Third grade, I was a ninja. I don't know what my brother did. I think it was like near the end of middle or the end of elementary school where we kind of were, were doing our own thing. And then I was like, the guy. I know by fifth grade, I was. That the character in Scream, the killer with the droopy face mask, you know, the Scream guy. Uh-huh. 
Oh yeah, right. And that, and then that was it. I mean, there was a few other. I mean, I, there were a few others, but I can't remember exactly which ones. Yeah, the I, the ones I, I remember. Ones I remember was Red Power Ranger. That was probably my favorite childhood one because you get the mask, the plastic mask mm-hmm. or whatever. Can't remember if my mom actually made the costume. Dude, I had uh, we bought the costume and we had the plastic mask, and then we had gloves that were sold separately. That were like these nice gloves, and it had this a little electronic thing in it. And I think when you press a button, it made sound effects or it said like "Go Rangers." I just remember there being like this electronic thing inside the glove that when you press it, it made some type of <laughs> sound. That sounds familiar. I don't think I had those, but I do remember that 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 existed when we were in the Halloween shop. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I was a pirate, and I was. Uh, in I think sixth grade was the last year that I ended up going trick or treating, and I was kind of done at it, done with that at that point in time. And so I just put on my football uniform, uh, I, like my shoulder pads and stuff like that. I was just a football player for you know what I was. Laziest. Yes, in sixth grade, I was a. I remember trick or treating as a football player. I remember like I oh, just really? got like these you did because I was really into. I remember. For one or two years, for some reason, I was a huge fan of the Denver Broncos. I had the jersey. I had, like, a Denver Broncos jersey. And I really liked it, but I didn't wear it that often because it was way too big on me. And so I was like, oh, I know. Like, if I just find some football pads from some, like, store, I can wear the jersey and it'll, like, fit me. And so I was a football player, I remember, for sixth grade. And I think that was that was the last time that I dressed up before college. Yep. I, I think that was, that was my last year as well. So yeah. Um, and, and my dad had this really cool mask and I think it, it's gone now, but it was, it was a rubber mask, uh, like of a monster face or whatever, put it on your head granted. So my dad would normally wear that while we went out trick or treating. The problem is, and I wore that, I think one year, I can't remember what year it was. But when I put it on, there's no air circulation. Nope. And so you just take it off, and it's just your face is yep. just drenched in sweat. Yep. It was the worst. But, yeah, it was the, the sacrifices you make. My dad was <laughs> – oh, I was a vampire one year. I remember being okay, a vampire right. one year. But yeah, my dad yeah. had one of those rubber masks where it's like there's only two little holes for your nose. Mm-hmm. And he had a vampire mask. And I remember when he got it – he didn't tell us he got it, and I don't remember if he got it for Halloween. He may have just gotten it just to mess with us, but my brother and I are in the house, and I think we were calling for him, and all of a sudden, he appears like at the top of the steps wearing this mask, and we're like, ah! And I think my brother was actually like like really scared, and I was just... <laughs> I traumatized. I was scared, but I was excited because I knew it was my dad, but I, I was just... You're just caught off guard, and you see this mask. And I totally. wonder if we have a picture of it somewhere. I'll have to show you, but it was... Uh, I remember screwing around with it after I after he got it, and yeah, those that's why those masks are so uncomfortable. They're so I was Oh, but they've got to be made better now. I was yeah, Darth Vader... I was Darth Vader one year too, and I remember you were being Darth Vader. I remember at that point being Darth Vader, like yeah, wearing masks is uncomfortable. 
<laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, even the power, even the Power Rangers mask. When I had that on, I I could already feel the sweat, and I think that's when I had longer hair, hair actually. So yeah, I mean, like the sweat just dripping down into my eyes. So I think that was was it sixth grade that it was super warm um, during Halloween. There was one year where it was like super warm. I don't remember. I I know what yeah, you're talking about. I just about. remember being drenched in sweat by the end of it. Yeah, and I know it, it may have been sixth grade, and I know it sucks when there were a lot of Halloweens where it's like, I don't understand why it's freezing cold outside. Oh, yeah, because tomorrow is November. That's why, and we live in the Midwest. Yeah, right. You, okay, so you were never one of those kids, though, who terrorized, when you got older in high school, terrorized the, uh, the younger trick-or-treaters? Because that no. used to be a problem in in my part of Glen Ellen, the north part of Glen Ellen, where there would be, like, police reports ahead of Halloween giving advisories that this has happened in the past. And it was, I guess it was a tradition for some high schoolers that they'd go out and try and steal the candy of kids. <laughs> Just go around doing that. You never heard of that. I never heard, I never did that. Okay. Well, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have thought that you would have. But uh, but I don't recall. You know, I don't recall hearing about it either. I mean, we were so young at the time. I just remember, yeah, that 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 was a thing. I don't know if it still is, but yeah, like oh god, what what sort what sort of kids do that? People who had horrible childhood experiences with Halloween, or probably. people just looking for a little excitement in their life. How sure, would you? How how funny would it have been? Let's say we did do that. That would be. <laughs> Can you imagine what would happen if, let's say, like me, Cooper, Jeff, and Danny oh convince God. you, or like we tell you we're gonna hang out, and then we we rope you along to like terrorizing people in Glen Ellen or throwing pumpkins or something, and then the cops come, and then and then at that point it's every man for himself, and we all split up, and then you're the only person that gets. <laughs> It, w- it wouldn't be Scott. the first time. It wouldn't be the first time that you guys tried something like that. When did to we? Say the least. When, I don't remember other. We never had any encounters with law enforcement, but you you guys always tricked me into going out. I think the most clear uh, memory that I had was I forget what grade we were, I, we were in. We were yes. You know what I know, I'm about to say. Are you doing the camping trip? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was. Summer two thousand and nine. I okay. I definitely remember that. I it was summer two thousand nine. Jeff was wanting to go on a camping trip. Billy got really excited. We were talking about going for two nights, and it was in uh, and to the dunes for two nights. And we called you up, and you were like, "I can do it." But I can only do one night because I have to give a sermon tomorrow at church. And you were like, it was Robert's birthday or something. Or you were out for his birthday dinner at Weber Grill. And we were like, okay. Because it was like a last minute thing. It was like real quick. Someone came up with the Uh idea. And within one or two hours, like we were about ready to leave. And you were at Weber Grill, and you were like, okay, I'll, I'll have my parents drop me off at Jewel, because we were already at the grocery store getting stuff, and so you got dropped off at Jewel, and then you were going to ride with us to uh, the dunes for camping, and before we even get on the highway, uh, you said something like, 
we're just doing this for one – I don't know. Someone said something in a passive manner and you were like, what? And Jeff's – I think it's like, yeah, two nights. And we're all like, yeah, dude, two nights. Like, well, we're going – no, I can only do one night because I have to deliver a sermon tomorrow morning. And I intentionally tricked you into coming with us. So we turn around. We drop you <laughs> off. We go to the dunes. And lo and behold, the dunes is full. There's no available space to park. And so we find some other spot. We go to this other spot. It, this other spot. It ends up being a disaster of a trip because it had rained that day yeah i know and so i remember that and so any fight we bought some firewood but it was damp so we couldn't get a fire going to make any of our food i don't know or maybe we got eventually a small fire going uh anyway it was a disaster of a trip that kind of ended up being a fun memory and you lucked out joke was on us the fact that you remember that uh whole encounter so much more vividly than I do is just, I, I don't know what to make of it. <laughs> I mean, that was, I just remember the, the main thing that I remember is I think we were heading towards the expressway or something yeah, like that. Yeah, we were on Roosevelt Road. Like, yeah, we were about okay, to get on the we expressway. Okay, we were on Roosevelt Road. And I flipped the fuck yeah, out. Yeah, you I'm like, flipped no, out. this is not going to happen. Take me home right now. <laughs> now because you guys you guys were gonna keep going you were just gonna be like oh like whatever Uh, i'm like fuck no i i'm going to make this as and my phone's ringing in the background so great don't worry um (laughs) call from who who is it siri mike mccreary oh okay (laughs) there is Fucking a! I don't worry, don't inst- worry, don't my worry. My parents just installed these new phones. Uh, also, that was wait, install? You mean like a landline? No, yeah. Well, they're landline phones. They replaced the old one that wasn't working, and now this one is ringing off the hook and very loud. I haven't really played around with it yet, but yeah, it's a pain in the ass because that's why. Yeah. Don't worry, just leave it in. Who cares? Um, but yeah, you were li- <laughs> you were you were livid, and oh man, I was laughing I was, my ass I was off. Ready to but flip get my this. Shit. The the moment that you left, uh, I remember Jeff started becoming really annoying because we're going to Indiana. So the route that we're taking is the exact same route that Billy and I would take to go to college, right? And he's got his um, – and this is around the time that I think Google Maps, like, uh, I think maybe just became available. Or I don't know if Jeff had it on his phone he wouldn't have had it on his phone. Well, iPhones came out. iPhones were around. So I don't know. He may have had it on his phone or maybe he printed the directions, but he was critiquing every, no joke, like every couple miles. Like, are you sure we're on the right route? It says to take this exit. It's in this amount of miles. And we're like, bro, <laughs> we fucking know. He was being such a backseat driver. Every five minutes. I remember It was that. like, yeah, are you guys sure? Are you, are, are you sure you're on the right way? You sure you're on the right way? You sure you're on the right way? Is this the exit? It says here we can take this exit. Oh, you're going to take the next exit? Are you sure? It was like, dude, shut up. <laughs> oh, that's the other thing I remember too, is uh, I think right after we left the Jewel, after you'd got, gotten like hot dogs and buns and all yeah. this other crap, um, I think Jeff was the one who bought it, but I think immediately he's like, hey, 
Ricks, can you give me $20 or something like that? Yes! Ch- chicken in. I'm like, wait, what? I don't have my wallet. Like, I don't yes. have cash on me right now. Yes. <laughs> because that's what I said. I thought, how funny would it have been if you paid for it and we were all going to pay you later because there's no Venmo. Uh-huh. We were all going to pay you later and then you end up paying for everything and going home. Yes, you I do. Got, you guys really enjoyed <laughs> tormenting me in very like psychologically, um, uh, psychological warfare. It felt like sometimes because, being friends with uh, because, you and Cooper and Danny. Because you you proved you proved yourself over and over that you would you would provide a quality reaction to anything that we would say or do. Ain't that the fucking truth? Absolutely. Uh but yeah, that was a, I forgot, I almost forgot about that. That was really funny. But yep. I remember too, we called you to tell you like, Hey, we were drunk. I remember being really drunk, calling you, <laughs> trying to tell you like, Hey dude, we're ended up, we we're having like a, not that great of a time. So don't feel bad that you're at home. And your response was like, okay, yeah, is okay. Whatever. Are we done here? Okay. Bye. I'm hanging up. And like, you didn't want any part of it. You didn't give a I shit at all. I was so pissed, bro. <laughs> You have no idea how pissed I was. I always got pissed when you guys tricked me into doing something or tried to trick me into doing something. Yeah. Just like these fucking guys. <laughs> these fucking guys. 